3: Welcome Lori and Julia Show for your Thursday on My Talk 107. Watt, everything entertainment? The bags are packed. They're yep. ready to go. Well, but right now they're careful. sitting here doing the show. Oh, yeah, okay. nice. Thank you. <laughs> And I, I finally I, I'm so glad I you came finally up with that one. feel better today, Julia. I know I still, you know, am congested sounding, but I mean I actually feel better. I, and you look better. I, my, you. I don't have the sick eyes. Well, no, I'm not let's not let's not push it. Oh jeez. Does that <laughs> mean no more drugs? No, I'm taking no, Sudafed. she's taking okay, massive that. amounts of <laughs> I'm Sudafed, and I can't believe how many things I'm getting done around the house. I mean, I'm I'm like, why? Where am I getting this energy from? You're
2: very. You're drying everything up, and you're an energizer bunny.
3: And yeah, yeah I but, guess I guess so. But I had to pack the glamour bag for the SAG Awards.
2: Oh gosh. You know the the. So Donnie, when you said our bags are packed and ready to go, I, um,
3: uh, Julia's bag yeah. is in the back of her car. She will need to. Pack it while she's driving to my house. Pretty much. Yeah. Roll. Yeah, that's, that's how I roll. Be, that's uh, how I roll. That's how she rolls, yeah. yeah that's that's how, how I roll.
2: Okay, right. so last night, first of all, thank you to all of our Manuary candidates. Oh, I'm so
3: bummed I missed this.
2: It, and all the listeners that came out, we really had fun. We went to the CanCam Wonderland, which is an indoor miniature golf um, extravaganza activity center with food and cocktails and malts and ice cream drinks and, and, um, Fun miniature golf holes that each one is designed by a local Minnesota artist and they change from time to time. Also, an infamous karaoke room and um, all of many of our Manuary candidates, our whole team was there, except with the exception of Adam Thielen, who is... A wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh,
3: he's busy. I love that guy. He's got such a great yeah. story. Yeah. I actually know about him. I didn't even know we drafted yes. him, Julie. That's so exciting. Yeah, he's on other, our team. One other guy wasn't there. And, and he's the other guy, guy, right? The
2: Bob Kipples. wasn't Kibbles, there. Yes, the Saint yes, Paul old. is he still the fire chief or was he the fire chief or? No, he's
3: the Saint Paul firefighter.
2: Yeah. Oh, firefighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't make it
3: either. But Laurie, I saw the photos on Twitter. We have the hottest team.
2: We really do, and but besides being hot, great charities. Yeah, and um, so we kick off Monday, and this is what makes me a little nervous, is because we are flying back on Monday, so we are going to need to count on you, Donnie, um, to really be tweeting and working it to get people to vote for well, Daniel Green.
3: We're who, talking to both Daniel and uh, 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 Hunter tomorrow. Oh. Oh, you are? Oh, okay. you guys are talking to them. There, Who's doing of, the show for us tomorrow? Well, that'll be Holly and Steph March. Okay, very oh, good. Okay. They're up on Monday, so we'll talk to them tomorrow.
2: We don't want to touch... Okay, well, if necessary, we'll touch base with them. But Daniel Green, you know, our author, he um, he's Is lovely. It, he's English. He paleo he made, diet cookbook. Yeah, he's lovely. Yeah. He does a ton of stuff. Um, and then we had Nick DeMuth. DeMuth? DeMuth. DeMuth. And, um Is that the guy I brought his grandpa? Yeah. With the Nick,
3: saw? Yeah. That was, looked hysterical. It, it, He's it, quite beautiful. Lori? Yeah, man candy. All right,
2: man candy, man candy. And Ben Passer, our... Um, Instagram snack... Yes. Snack guy. And his wife's there, and he looked gorgeous. And Brian McEnany, are all-around great, fantastic PR guru, was there, and he looked fantastic. And Jack, is it Rebel, Donnie? I feel like uh, it...
3: Rebel, yes.
2: Yeah, he, the James... Um, beard nominee and oh, yeah, the, car, the chef and yeah. he was at the wild boar and now he's at this Lexington fun he's great so and all
3: of these people are on and our Hunter
2: team. Um, Cantrell who is a young man who was um, diagnosed with non-lymphomic Hodgkins I believe and has is in recovery or in remission and he just is a spitfire and he was there so Lori we have a great team but it all kicks off on Monday so i we just have to let people know um, please Even though we aren't in town, Julia will be back by noon. I know. Yeah, I'm ready to win this year.
3: Yeah, we took last year. We we took last year off. We really did because we won the year before with um, um, our little Danny from from the saloon. Yep, he was there last night too. And so we took last year off, and Mm -hmm. we just said we're taking it off, and we even told the boss lady that. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. We just said we just don't have it in us. It was she wrote Lori up. (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, for, yeah, for not right, participating, right. <laughs> That's right. it's in a permanent file. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> For admitting out loud she was taking some time off from yeah, a promotion, uh, you know. But
2: that place is so much fun to have a party, and so many people there had never been there before. Yeah, it's great. Place. Super fun. Great, so thank you.
3: Pinball also. What Denny? Pinball. pinball. I love pinball. Oh, old oh, old ones. Yeah, the yes. old school. Um, and then the hashtag will be Loj Sag Awards. Uh, and I'm sure we'll probably do a couple, at least from the airport. I tried to find a m- mask today so you could p- do a mustache or lips on it. Remember, I was going to yeah, wear the gonna, face mask. Yeah,
2: like a surgeon mask. Yes,
3: I went to three drugstores this morning and nobody had a mask. Are they have There's been sold a run out? on masks.
2: Mm-hmm. And IV bags.
3: Pa- short- there's do they short- sell
2: IV bags? No, but there's the- a shortage on those in hospitals. Okay, not to not to have a <laughs> weird segue <laughs> or anything. Worry, we've had a million <laughs> No, already. I know, but there have
3: been a lot of flu related stories on all the morning shows uh they showed one thing i was happy to hear about okay that uh planes do clean the trays trays and the seat buckles and the armrests but only once a day
2: Oh, okay. Because I at the end I've, of that plane yes, shift.
3: Okay, so that's why you want to wipe that down. And they said one of the germiest places is right where everybody is. They're boarding at first class. That's when all the coughing and it's all that's like oh, yeah, that's a germ avia. zone. That's a germ zone right there because that's where the big holdup always is. That's
2: my reason I'm not so sitting the, in first class. So then. the worst
3: seat to sit yeah, in right. in first class is one. 1A, one, yeah, one, one yeah, those yeah. two seats or whatever. So if you're not flying first, you can feel good about that. The wind. Is cleaner than the aisle, yes, because people cough and sneeze and put their hands on the back of the seats. Uh-huh. But they said, don't feel weird about taking out your wet wipes and wiping off your tray, your arm, right? Because the all the viruses live for like 24, anywhere from, hours. 24 hours basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, yeah, and then we've learned all about you know the cold weather all gripping the east coast mm-hmm. and the southern states, and it's states. 41 degrees here. Yes. Balmy. I mean, this is fantastic. I didn't even wear a jacket. Yeah. Well, you know what it's going to be in L.A.? What? 60. Yeah. But the Mm. weather keeps improving all the time. Oh, it does. Yes. Mm. Today, as we speak, is 78 degrees Mm. and sunny in La La Land. Tomorrow, when we go to get our credentials and have our back tour, blah, 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 it's going to be raining. So that's a perfect day to do that and go to Beverly Hills. Saturday, sunny, 65, and Sunday is mostly sunny and 65. Oh, good. Yeah, good. So I don't bad. even know what
2: I packed, to be honest. <laughs>
3: uh, it's
2: going to be a chef's surprise. Yeah. I really don't. Did you pack
3: underwear? <laughs> yes. Because I packed, packed extra. I, last I year, haven't even I tried on. Get, last year I had to give you a pair, and I remember I, I said to you, I really like these underwear. And you I got hope them back. I, I did get them back, isn't You it? got them back. I know. We, I, didn't, I didn't care. Back your dress.
2: Huh? I haven't tried on my dress. Packing. I don't even know if I brought wear the right bra to wear the dress. I didn't. didn't check go anything. shopping. Yeah, I didn't. That's what I'm, day, like I'm taking a back seat to it. I do have my Vikings, um, glove
3: Your with me, mark? and
2: I did bring some, a skull T-shirt and another Viking shirt. If you want to wear it, I brought.
3: Do you, We're <laughs> at a. It is. A, it is a black tie affair. I'm love- just
2: around. I just mean around shopping and stuff. Like, No, (laughs) Uh, you can. Don't you think? My NFL skull shirt is going to be a big hit. In Beverly Hills? No,
3: it'll be fantastic. I personally want you to wear this everywhere. (laughs) Seriously. I I want you to wear that everywhere. I'm going to. Yeah. All right, I am going to. I'm totally fine with that because now people are excited. It's down to four teams. You Mm. can actually follow it if you're not a. (laughs) What's the most expensive store on Rodeo Drive? What would you say? Oh. Just give me one. Well, I mean, Giorgio Bar- Armani, okay. Barney's, Barney's, okay. Barney's. So
2: That's a department
3: you, you should send out a photo of Julia in her skull T-shirt in front of one of those really. Let's do it stories. in front of. I'm going like to go in and amphorians. ask to try
2: on a pair of really fancy shoes in my skull, long sleeve <laughs> yes. purple, like the Louis, Louis, Louis Vuitton or the Prada yes, store. They day, that's just, a good idea because they go. just look. Yeah. They can tell when Julia and I walk in there
3: anyway. They're that just we're like, not going to buy. We're not going to buy a damn thing. Looky loose Yeah, they just—they don't even greet. Us. They just look us up and down and go back to their phones or each other. It's really great. <laughs>
2: That's a good idea, though. I like it, Donnie.
3: Okay. All right, listen, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of, and it involves an upcoming memoir that hasn't come out yet. The name of it is called Rebel, My Life Outside the Lines. You will know the actor. You will know the famous woman he's dishing about, and you also are going to hear an old vintage GMA story that maybe you didn't even know was a scandal that was. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. It feels like Friday to us because we are leaving for Beverly Hills. uh, We've accomplished the whole week and four days. That's right. I really love it. I love it. Okay, so... um, Nick Nolte, who is uh, 76 years old, an actor, people know him, Uh, he's done a memoir, it's not quite out yet, but there's been some, or it's coming out maybe next week or something, it's called Rebel, My Life Outside the Lines, and he's 76, and I was just going back and looking at his movie history, okay, so... He was in The Prince of Tides in ninety one with Barbara Streisand. Mm-hmm. Cape Fear was also that same oh, God. year. Mm-hmm. Forty Eight Hours, nineteen eighty-two. Mm-hmm. He was in a movie with Katherine Hep- Hepburn called Grace Quigley in nineteen eighty-four. Mm-hmm. Don't recall it. Lorenzo's Oil in ninety two with Susan Sarandon. He was in I Love Trouble in ninety-four mm-hmm. with Julia Roberts. A great football movie, if you're looking for one, North Dallas 40. Oh, yeah. That is so, so many guys. Fun. That was 1979. Man. I don't know if it still holds up. But, but where we first met him. Was you, The Deep.
2: No. No. Before oh.
3: that. Oh. Rich Man,
2: Poor oh, Man. Poor Man, Man, yes. Yeah, that miniseries. Series. It was like one of the first ones, Donnie. It, Roots was on, and I think Rich Man, Poor Man. It was with right Peter, the same time. Peter oh. Strauss. Mm-hmm. Or, was that his name? Yeah, yep. and Nick Nolte. He Nick was Nolte. so beautiful, yeah. and I remember he got a hammer in the knee in that. Yeah,
3: and we. I read that book too, and I oh, loved that book. Rich man, poor man. Such yeah. a good mini series. It really was. And he really was so hot, very hot, and was really, charismatic. And everything. he was in the deep with Jacqueline Bisset yes. in 1977, and he's there's a little about what happened mm-hmm. on that. Down and out in Beverly Hills yes. with Bette, Bette Midler. Yeah, in '86. So he's got a really. Uh, he won the Golden Globe for Best Actor Um And was nominated for Best Actor for an Academy Award for Prince of Tides. Oh, okay. Okay, so that was like sort of his big, huge movie, and that was 1991. And, of course, he's done other things since, but, I mean, a lot of people... I think what people know him from is his mugshot. Mugshots. Well, a lot of people, but... But, I mean, the younger people. Maybe, but if you're a movie buff or something, you kind of, his last thing he was in... Was this a uh, series, and I didn't watch it, maybe Donnie did, Graves? No, I, it's Epic CPIX Channel. I don't, don't get, get it. Yeah, so okay. that, that's what... It's that, already been canceled, though. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. well, <laughs> here's what he's uh, disclosing in his uh, memoir. And, of course, I wanted to go right to the Barbara Streisand Prince of Tides. Oh, gotcha. Because she, that was a great book. Pat Conroy wrote the book. He directed. She directed. She was in it. Yep. He was in it. And um, he... Has been called, and he admits this in his memoir, one of the best actors of his generation. He was named sexiest man alive and a wild-haired alcoholic. And he writes um, that chaos has always followed him like a randy dog. I love that, even from a young age. Yep. So, here's what he writes about Barbara Streisand. He first okay. met her when she cast him in uh, *Prince of Tides*, which she was directing, and he describes feeling so drawn to her that he knew they needed to have a conversation about why they shouldn't slip into a romantic and sexual relationship while working together. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay? And he got asked in 1989 to read for the part of playing the tortured Tom Wingo in Prince of Tides. And that's how, before, you know, two years before the movie even came out. And Barbara wanted Nick to come over to her house She was living in her big, huge apartment in Manhattan at the time, Mm -hmm. and it was an entire floor of a parkside building. She poured him a glass of red wine, and they made small talk while she worried that he would spill wine on her red carpets. She was very, please be careful. No,
2: but she's so particular. Yeah. Yeah.
3: She wanted an extra scene in the movie, and she asked him if he would kick in 500,000 Oh gosh dollars to do an extra scene he agreed but he wasn't even sure if the scene made it into the movie he was just like hey, okay fine uh-huh. and she had a reputation for being mean but nolte what he saw and what he writes in his memoir is that she was just totally thorough and completely
0: prepared this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe
3: And did a lot of research because that's a heavy book. If you've ever read Prince of Tides or if you've seen the movie, I saw the movie. It It is a heavy story. story. Yeah. And so they talked about extensively about their characters' relationship and the romantic pull. Tom Wingo, the tortured guy, Barbara Streisand, the psychiatrist or psychologist. And they get
2: into an inappropriate relationship. Yes.
3: And suddenly Mm -hmm. it's happening in real life. And he said, so he said, listen, this will be dangerous for the movie for us to carry on a relationship and the story at the same time. He said, we can live in the fantasy of a relationship that will survive, but I, an actual physical relationship I don't think will survive the movie. Mm -hmm. However, Streisand said, we don't need to worry about that right now, but as the movie was shooting, she always wanted Nick Nolte naked while she had on tons of sweaters. (laughs) And he said, how come I've got to show my butt and you never show anything? And she said, they don't pay me enough for me to show these. And she used the T word for boobs is how he writes it in the memoir. And when the movie was being edited by Barbara, he recalls that she called him, please come out and live with me while I'm editing the movie. I want to be with you. And at the time, he was raising his son on his own, and he declined. But he later realized what inspired the call as Streisand was watching and editing she was falling back in love with him again. Oh,
2: interesting, yeah.
3: And, Isn't that interesting? And mm-hmm. she asked him, well, then what do you want me to be to you? And Nick said, a good friend. Oh, and she said, you don't know what I... words. You don't know what I ask from my friends. And, I mean, the movie was released at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. It got seven Academy Award nominations, and that year, 91, Nick Nolte was named Sexiest Man Alive. Then he landed on Good Morning America because okay. of all
2: yep. the publicity, publicity and for the yep. movie yep.
3: where he admits he fabricated a story about getting a testicle tuck because he'd succumbed to, to gravity of the sack. <laughs> okay, I love this. So he just out of the blue says this, <laughs> the morning show oh, was hysterical. on. GMA was onto his exaggerations and pulled the plug on the interview and he what well, was, was happening? Yeah, they were off the air, and he was caught in a lie. and he' so said, funny. he said, i maybe I just wanted to rebel a little bit uh, at the time. And then he also writes about his first marriage. He married a woman ten years older with two kids who told him, and this was nineteen sixty eight 66, we will have an open marriage. He said, I was 25. I couldn't believe my good luck to be wow. marrying a 35-year-old who believed in open marriage in the swinging 60s. Wow. And hung out in Laurel Canyon, by the way. Anyway, mm-hmm. that that sounds like a good book. My it's t- out next week. Desiree. Oh, Desiree from Beautypedia and Paula's Choice. She, of course, is a beauty editor uh, for uh, you can check out Beautypedia. Of course, um, that's where we love to go and see. But Desiree Oh, God, we need some beauty help. This is the time of the year when people just... We're dry. We're dry and our eyes need to yeah. pop. I'm telling <laughs> you because people feel are bad sick. I you guys. I know people are sick everywhere. I mean, uh, you just look like hell. Your face gets chapped from blowing your
1: nose and we just need some help yeah. from you today. Okay, good. Well, I've got some products to get you guys covered. up first okay. one that comes to mind, which is perfect for dry skin, also sensitive skin, especially like you said, with people being sick and rubbing their noses, there's just a little bit of extra irritation going on with the face. So I know you guys love a good drugstore find. Yes, Yes, we do. This one is from Cetaphil. It's their Redness Relieving Night Moisturizer. It's $17 and it's full of emollients, which are those ingredients that really help moisturize dry skin. They also help dry skin hold on to its own moisture better than it did before and then it's also got some skin replenishing ingredients, antioxidants. And at that $17 price point, you really can't beat that mix of ingredients for dry, sensitive skin. I love it.
3: And Target oh. even has it on sale for eleven ninety nine. Do they Ooh, really? Get it. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Cause, <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that's kind of a good deal. But you guys always, most of the Cetaphil products you like. I love
2: them.
1: Don't you? Have, yeah, they get some pretty good um, grades from us, especially because a lot of their products are fragrance-free, which is a big thing. And they tend to do a good job of adding in some extra, you know, antioxidants or other anti-agers into formula. So they're a good brand to look out for. Okay, how about give us a Paula's Choice? Give us something that would yes, be, be yummy for our post- skin. Choice, we just launched the clinical ceramide enriched firming moisturizer. And this, I would say, would be for the person who wants to take the anti aging up a notch while still getting their moisture in. So, what's good about ceramides is that they're naturally in our skin, but over time, with sun damage and as we grow older, they just start to become depleted in our own skin naturally. So, when you give them back to your skin, it's then able to repair itself back to the way it did when it was functioning healthy when you were younger. Um, and ceramides, as an ingredient category, are well-known for boosting hydration. So that's going to be a really good one for this time of year, especially where you guys are. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also vitamin C and retinol in the formula. So this means you're getting a very potent mix of anti-aging to double duty with your moisturizing wow, factor. Wow, because
2: usually it's one or the other. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, this is a really, really nice formula. And then if you wanted to take it one step further, this is for the person who just has that ultra-dry skin. Cracked fingernails, cracked cracked feet. Mm -hmm. Yep, all of that. From CeraVe, which is another drugstore brand, their healing ointment is only $11. Now, I'm going to give this one one caveat, which is that it's going to feel a lot greasier than those other two formulas I already mentioned. But... It does a beautiful job on that just like Sahara dry skin, that very, very dry, flaky skin. Mm -hmm. Um, It has some skin-repairing ingredients like hyaluronic acid, and again, it's only $11 at the drugstore. So consider that if you've got that ultra-dry skin. Okay, we love Mm -hmm. it. Now
3: let's move on to eyeliners, because I think that uh, anybody who loves makeup, that we're always looking for a good... Some good eyeliners they to try. Go Joy and on easy. I, they go on easy. That are just give us a, a perfect wing. That are nice and slim, and
1: you know. Um, so I have a few different ones. Two, I think I've talked about on your program before, but they're just so good that they bear repeating. These are L'Oreal's Infallible Super Super Slim Liner, which is a liquid eyeliner. Mm-hmm. It's got this very fine point. Goes on really smooth. Really nice. It's only uh, nine dollars. And then also L'Oreal, Infallible Pro Last Waterproof Pencil Eyeliner. I know a lot of people out there find pencil eyeliners easier to work with. Yes. Uh, and this one stays on like a champ. I have the oiliest skin and oh, it stayed really? on for me, which was really impressive. And then another type that I like are these gel cream eyeliners. And this one from Shiseido is their in-stroke eyeliner. It's going to be pricier. It's right. 30 right. bucks. But it stays on beautifully. It comes in really great colors. And what's different about it than every other one on the market is that in the middle of the gel cream pot, there's this V-shaped protrusion. This kind of like plastic V that comes out. And you can wipe the excess product off of your brush into that protrusion. And it kind of just goes back into the formula, which if you've ever used one of those kind of eyeliners, you know is a big deal. Because you always end up feeling like you're wasting so much product by wiping the excess off. So I really like this one plus it comes with a brush and usually the applicators that come with products are kind of like throwaway crappy Mm -hmm. you end up using your own stuff but this one has a cool um, tapered design that offers a really nice amount of flexibility to create those fluid lines i love it
3: oh nice all right that's good we'd like to know that all right let's uh, let's have have some mascara we're always looking for new mascara desiree
1: so one that I'm trying today for the first time, so I'm gonna have to say the jury's still out. I okay. usually give mascaras two weeks, but I have to say I am really impressed right off the bat. It's Neutrogena's Hydroblast Plumping Mascara, and you know, again, I'll I'll have to wait till the end of the day to see if there was any flaking or smudging. But so far, no flaking, no smudging. It's very thickening, but not clumpy, which is so key for me. So key. I hate key. it when those mascaras clump. I know it. Yeah, and this one also does a good job of kind of lifting lashes and holding the curl, adding length. So all around, a great find at the drugstore, only 9 bucks. Okay, good. Wow, all right, that's our, a good deal. That is? I mean, but yeah. that is the key,
2: is that when you get the big, thicker ones, all they do is clump, because the brush looks even cl- like it would clump.
1: Yeah. You like this Hydro Boost. Okay. One. Cool. Uh, and another one from the drugstore, Cover Girl, Cover Girl, just came out with their Peacock Flare Mascara. This is another really good one. It's nine bucks. It adds noticeable length, curl, and volume. Doesn't clump. No flakes. No smudges. Um, So another great brand to look out for. CoverGirl always does a pretty good job on mascara. They
3: really do. They
2: really
1: do. They're one of the
3: best. They do. You know what I loved? I think it was um, Carrie Washington was at the NAACP awards wearing that like Pantone color of the year for the Purple Prince. What we're calling Prince's uh Purple. And, oh, man, that violet looks so good popping on people's eyes. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Like violet. Ma- I mean, remember back in the day when blue mascara first blue came out? The violet yes. from Dior. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Pretty. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, very pretty. What Although you, Kerry what, Washington could pull off anything. Let's I know. She's beautiful. <laughs> she? she is
3: beautiful. But I, I, do, rem- <laughs> I do recall, Julie, you and I buying a violet, like a NARS purple, a, a few years ago because of what I we were wearing. One too. To yeah. the Screen Actor Guild Awards. And it was like, there's something. Do you think almost any color eyes and skin tone can carry
1: off this violet? I do. I've seen it on so many different. I think it looks. Beautiful with green eyes, mm-hmm. but also blue eyes, brown eyes, really, yeah. it's a pretty color, yeah. It's kind
3: of a, mm-hmm. you know, people kind of forget about it, you think, oh, that's so... I just bought some by like,
2: accident, yeah. some colored mascara in a blue because I just needed mascara and uh-huh. I grabbed, I didn't look at what color it was. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's kind of yeah, fun. fun. Feel, you feel like a teenager.
1: <laughs> Switch it up, everyone. No oh, kidding.
3: Wow. All right, well then, <laughs> talking about um, uh, eyeshadow, do you have any, um, you know, like, uh, inexpensive ideas for,
1: people to go to hit the drugstore and try some new shades? I do. So Wet and Wild is really making a comeback, you guys. They are coming out with some of the best products I've seen in a long time. They've had some great liquid lipsticks. And the great thing is they're still at their rock bottom prices. So for a good example, their Color Icon eyeshadow palettes are only $5. They come with 10 shades. Jeez. And these 10 shades, are buttery smooth they have varying textures um, as far as like satin or matte finish or shimmer and then lots of different colors but i'm telling you these shadows are on par with palettes that cost five times as much they are really really great Um, and then they have some great mixes of like day to night type of colors so you've got everything you need in one easy palette and for five bucks there's no way you can beat that and are they single
3: colors are they single no. palettes or there's four colors in a palette? No,
2: there's 10. 10. There's there are 10. ten.
3: Wow. Here, Laura. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, a Bargain. Oh, geez, that's so good. I
2: know, and they look like and they, have, and, they know, have palettes for people of color and for for everybody. Desiree,
3: you told yeah. us, uh, uh, I want to say a couple years ago, that there was a Wet n' Wild, I feel like that you liked, I know it was the Rimmel bronzer you guys liked, was their bronzer. Mm-hmm. You put it on the same level as, like, Guerlain at, you know, a, a fourth of the price. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like
1: you guys like the Wet n' Wild,
3: their powder.
1: Yeah, they do a pretty good job. And a... Especially, you know, the last couple of years, they've really been revamping their line and making over their line, and they're coming out with really great textures for different types of products um, across the board. Okay, give us one more eyeshadow. Okay, so ColourPop is a brand that not everybody knows about, but they're going to start knowing about. It finally made its way into Sephora, which is a big deal. Prior to that, it was sold online only, but they have these really interesting textures when it comes to their shadows. It's almost like A whipped texture isn't the right name for it, but it's almost spongy when you press your finger into it. But then it just goes on really smoothly. It stays on really, really great. They're only five bucks a pop. They come in so many different colors and so many different finishes. Um, I would say their shadows are one of my favorite out of, all the brands out there and again now that they're at Sephora it's going to be even easier to people to access them. Yeah I'm looking at
3: their Twitter uh, account and they're like yeah that's kind of their thing they're cushiony and these light yeah uh, the lightweight formula that they have or something.
1: And it's not just their shadows they have blushes and bronzers and all kinds of things with this unique texture so um, definitely a brand to keep your eye on really great lip products as well.
3: All right. Oh, very, I love that. Okay. Good. Oh, gosh. I So love- we got to ask you, Desiree, Vikings or Eagles on Sunday, or don't you care? Vikings. Vikings. Vikings
1: all the way.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are the Seattle fan? I have, like, half my family is in Seattle, and they know that we, and as soon as Seattle was out, they they're like, okay, we're turning our attention to the Vikings. Do you think there's a lot yeah. of
1: Seattle people that feel that way? I think so. I know a lot of my friends are rooting on the Vikings, so we hope you guys take it all the way. Oh, we do right. too. Thank oh. you,
3: Desiree. Thank I, you. Thank you. So good to talk to you. You too, ladies. Bye-bye. Oh, my gosh! Bye-bye. Again, check out beautypedia.com for all of the Apollo's Choice recommendations on different uh, products. And when we come back, we have to talk about an amazing television show that premiered last night on FX. Ah, oh, that's a great song by Kesha. I love it so, so much. Okay, so uh, last night was the premiere on FX uh, for American Crime Story, yep. the second season, which is the assassination of Johnny uh, Versace. And uh, yesterday,
2: we were kind of talking about how harsh the name was—the assassination well, of Johnny Versace. But then, when
3: you watched it and how they told it, I, I was like, okay, I guess I, I do get why because he was deliberately. Uh, Targeted, but um, I thought it was compelling, so good. That first episode, it had you in the first scene, the way Ryan Murphy said you could, you know, because it starts with the last day of Johnny Versace's life, and then the story will be told in flashbacks. But one of the things, you know, the family, Donatella Versace, and we see this in this very first episode, like she doesn't even like. Johnny's boyfriend of 14 years, played by Ricky Martin. She yeah. doesn't even, and you couldn't get married. People, no. 20 and 30 a different is such time. It's such a had,
2: different time ago what you had to do if you were a gay man or woman, you know, lesbian. And, and, you and you the difference, no choices.
3: The difference in uh, uh, just like it almost felt like Andrew Cunan, and he thought he was going to end up like maybe like famous like Johnny Versace. Right. And he was at odds with his homosexuality and his.
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com
3: slash talk to us.
2: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
3: All this kind of stuff, but it was like he almost resented Johnny Versace for being this successful, successful, talented designer who got to live this wonderful lifestyle that he worked hard for. Yeah, but, you know. Cunanan was so bitter about that he was going to be a writer and that didn't happen. You kind of find out a lot of this stuff. But, you know, the family, the Versace family is so upset. They said, this is complete fiction. And um, Marine Orth... What part do they think is fiction? All of it. They are calling all of it. Even though Penelope Hmm. Cruz, just this week, said, Donatella sent her a huge bouquet, how honored she was that Penelope Cruz was going to play her. And I think that the, the biggest thing that they don't like about it is that did johnny versace and andrew cunanan actually meet know each other Mm -hmm. a little tiny bit as american crime story shows yes and and that is a big point of contention and then also because the the police and the FBI, they were like, the Versace's lover, you know, is it true you proc- You guys had swing parties and you procured men? And, you know, that had nothing to do with the murder. But right. she, Donatella, was very protective. The house of Versace, she didn't want anything happening to it. So she right. kind of dismissed him. And, of course, he had no legal rights. He was just the living love for 14 years. Right, and we years. talked
2: yesterday about, about how that. they didn't honor the will.
3: But Maureen yes. Orth said that... The she was researching Andrew Cunanan um, at the time when Johnny Versace was shot in July of 1997. She had been researching the mindset and the murder spree of Cunanan, um, and she was going to do a feature story about him in Vanity Fair that was going to be published in August mm-hmm. on on Cunanan on Cunanan. Yes. Hmm.
2: Because everybody had known he be- did these murders. Yes, and, so all she, and he was, everyone was on a manhunt. Wow.
3: She said that there is no doubt in my mind that these two met, and I, there was no doubt in my mind when I heard that he was murdered that morning on his mansion's doorstep, that it was Cunanan who did it. And this... Uh, that's
2: that's really wild you know, that she yeah, was already working on it, but he was on a spree.
3: Yes, four people had already yeah. been killed, and I guess we're going to see how the FBI bungled that and didn't put out like most people. If they've killed somebody, you end up on the FBI's most wanted, yeah, and you're with four victims. Right? Right. You're all your picture is yeah, everywhere. Yeah, There's yeah. bolos, all of that, and it was kind of not done. But I thought it was, I thought it was great. I agree with Entertainment Weekly; they gave it an A minus. Mm-hmm. Watch it, knowing that it's it's truth. But there is fiction well, because they have to, they have to imagine all these conversations and all this kind, kind of uh, uh, stuff. But one of
2: the things though that caught me because mm-hmm. we met Darren Chris very late at night oh, one night at the Four Seasons. He is, he is dreamy, and at the party, you yeah, we did with him. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that struck me about this Andrew Cunanan and his portrayal of him is
3: it's Cunanan, Cunanan, Cunanan. Cunanan. Yes, mm-hmm.
2: how sick he was how demented he was what a it felt sociopath yeah. psychopath yes. actually it,
3: yeah. A what denny a psychopath psychopath more, yeah. i mean it was he was so he was just a liar with delusions but of beyond, grammar and a remorseless way of ignoring the truth. You know, he had sort of and this semi-boyfriend. Yeah, a semi, you know, his boyfriend kind of this guy who was like his friend. He's like, why do you tell pe- some people you're Jewish and other people you're Italian and why it's, do you say you're gay? Up, and, when, and, when, and then sometimes you're straight and who are you? Right? It, I thought it, that was a very I good scene. I felt so
2: creeped out by him. He's, immediately. I, I mean, immediately.
3: I think uh, Darren, Chris, is, is going to get a lot yeah. of um, just. I was so freaked out by him and the music and that the scene clothes. in 1990 where Cunanan supposedly for the first time makes meets him at a club in San Francisco because oh. Versace was staging an opera. I swear I was was at that club. I mean one like it. It reminded me of the Stud in San Francisco. So the, their paths crossed five years before. No, it, it, it wasn't. More it more than I, five. It, it was it 1990. Was like way... It was seven years. Yeah, so it was seven years, years before. Yeah, but yeah. The yeah. thing.
2: about... About him when he first meets Gianni Versace in that bar in San Francisco. Uh-huh.
3: Is His, that he first makes up a lie that we'd met before.
2: Yeah. And just they lie to lie to lie with a straight face. And even though Gianni's like looking away, dismissing him beyond belief, those people who can still stand there and take it and not have it even affect them. Yeah. I'm so creeped out by that behavior. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. what
2: just creeped me out the most, like, wow, would it be that?
3: Yeah, Sick. And, and in Maureen Orth's book, Vulgar Favors, which this is based on, she does have three different people who were at that nightclub that night when— Cunanan talked himself up into the VIP area. Well, she, she
2: has witnesses, eyewitnesses, she, that they met.
3: Yes, that they did meet, and so, uh, but for whatever reason, the Versace family is just very upset, upset about this. But I, 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 I thought it was just—I thought
2: it was compelling. Between that watched...
3: in Riverdale last night, oh. I was just like, uh, and you know, I was packing Manually. while I was doing this, and you were doing the manual. Yeah. I'm sorry I couldn't go, but I was just like, oh my gosh, too great a new TV show, and then Riverdale is back after Mm -hmm. their, you know, break.
2: And then, you know, to know that two of the murders that Andrew... Cunanan, yeah, did work in here. Minneapolis. yeah, And so you're going to see, I was reading something yesterday, in, in um, episodes four and five, you're going to see Minneapolis. I mean, yeah. they're doing it, you know, so you'll see that part of the story. So that will add a little, another layer and, to And it. that
3: really is Versace's home that you see in oh, the series. Is? That okay. was really his home. He purchased that estate. It and, looked lovely. And FX rented it out last May for filming. Wow. So that is his mm-hmm. real uh, I think place. it's going to be also, cool. Also how accurate that morning was. It's very accurate and yes, the investigation was botched on many levels and um and that the Donatella um Cold shouldering that the lover, the lover of so long. That's from straight from that guy's mouth and court right. documents and all of that. So. And we
2: know it because they contested the will. It's right. Oh, Lori, this is this this is a new <laughs> show for new people. Show? To watch. It's on FX. People, uh, yeah. it's really good. It's
3: compelling. All right, we mm-hmm. will be back.